another solid gold podcast. Oh, I do love just before we get online <laughs> because it's really interesting what we talk about tonight. We try and fox Jenny Baxter, who's sitting in France, out. And uh, <laughs> we're talking about cabbage brains and babies. And uh, well, what can we say? Sometimes we have cabbage brains. Living in South Africa, though. I have to say that sometimes you do feel like you've got a bit of a cabbage brain. And I'm sure that Jenny remembers it from when she lived here, but not in the same way. But anyway, let's see what SA People has got going this week, which will make us all laugh and smile even more. <laughs> Hello, Mel. Hey, and before we go any further, congratulations. Today is our 100th. Yahoo! We <laughs> are 100 today. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> Nowhere near there in age. No, no, no. Well, I'm going to live to 120, I've decided. Oh, I'm going for 150. Are you? Yeah. I'm sure by, by the time we get Just to those ages, they'll, they'll, they'll have like these things that we can take that will make us, you know, get better longevity and healthy and we can live even longer and longer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to live to 150 at the age of like 24. Yeah. If you know what I mean. The, the health and yes. fitness. And, yeah. Well, there's a problem with that because we're both past 24, so that might be problematic. Oh, <laughs> Anyhow, it's a beautiful, beautiful day in Johannesburg today. And I believe I'm, there's a heat wave. Oh, we've been in a serious heat wave for the last week or so. But, you know, it, and, and I was listening to a podcast um, called Word, uh, Word of Mouth? Uh, Word of a word or two or something like that. I can't remember. I've, you know, cabbage brain. Uh, heat. Heat is heat stroking the brain. Um, and they were just saying about how um, it's, it's a very English thing for people to talk about the weather. And, you know, it is actually a thing that gives you a clue on whether that person wants to engage with you or not. So it's not, it's actually a, a social nicety talking about the weather. It's not just like, oh, I don't have anything to say. Let's talk about the weather. Oh, that's fantastic. And you know, I've got to say, when I lived in England and I used to go back to South Africa on holiday, I was always surprised to find that actually South Africans talk more about the weather than the English did. So it just shows how lovely and nice South Africans are that we they are. were just trying to engage. I do find that South Africans on the whole are very chatty and especially if you speak to them in their own language as well. So like if I can hear that some of these Afrikaans, I'll speak to them in Afrikaans. If they're Zulu, I speak to them in Zulu. So it's one of those things, you know, and it just puts a smile on yeah. a person's face. And, and for me, that's what it's about. And you know what? There's nothing we can do about the weather. I think I've said this before. Um, so it just means just get on with it, complaining about it's not going to help. You cannot do anything about it. However, some people did unfortunately die in the Northern Cape because of the heat wave, I think seven people. Oh, no. And so the government has issued a thing in the last 24 hours to people in Gauteng and KwaZulu-Natal, just saying stay indoors, wear light clothes, and make sure you drink lots of water. Not too much, but lots. Well, as I say, it's murvaram ne. <laughs> so we can't do anything about um, the weather, but maybe we can do something about load shedding, which is what the DA are planning today. And in fact, I know that uh, here in Gauteng, I would have been joining them, but of course we are chatting right now. Um, they have uh, been gathering at the Mary Fitzgerald Square in town um, and are marching to Latuli House. So they've got, um, I've been following it on Twitter, thanks to EWN Reporter. Um, just to see what's happening with the um, the march itself, and it was fifty nine it, minutes ago that they last reported on it. 
And and is it linked to, because in Cape Town, the same thing, there's a march to the DA at midday, and I think it's called Power to the People? Yeah, Power to the People. Uh, okay. And, and so the march is to um, protest against... Protest against load shedding. Load shedding? And the problem with the deployment. Cadre deployment. There's a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. So yeah. and corruption. And um, I mean, you know, a lot of people are saying, ah, yeah, no, it's the DA just doing this because you know that this is their opening march to 2024 elections, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But frankly, you know what? Um, I think, like everybody else, we're all hutful now. Okay, really, seriously, this is... I wonder if there's a hutful.com. I was going to start hutful.com. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be my whole thing for legal who are hutful of... Uh, a legal kind of resource for people. You know, like you're hutful of trying to sort something out. Come to us, yeah. we'll have like the Wits Law students. I mean, I wish somebody would actually get I it done. Care. Better than kind of like Hello Peter, because this can actually give you legal advice. Um, but yeah, no, it is, it is kind Hello of heinous. Peter? Hello Peter is one of those uh, consumer, um, it's a, a oh, website okay. which deals with consumer issues so people can go and put reviews on there or moan about stuff oh, but okay. um, you know whether anything ever gets actually sorted of the people that are being complained about do anything to up their service or anything I don't know but uh, you know why not we don't have um, um, what's in it, Isabel around anymore doing her watchdog thing so we, you know, we we have to have somebody championing Wendy something. Wendy Noll is pretty good. Wendy Noll is very, very good. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know, th- I'm 100% behind the DA for this this march. Personally, I still think I think as we've mentioned, I'd like to just have people going to the union buildings with a candle and everybody just peacefully sitting Thank there, you. regardless yeah. of what um, uh, political party they um, uphold. Support. Yeah. Or support, but just to have everybody sitting there and going, right, now we're by candlelight and we're just sit there and we sit there for like however long. Mm-hmm. We might need a lot of candles and quite a few lighters <laughs> and I'm sure people will get burnt, which is also not a problem because, you know, there's no such thing as queer as folk, as they used to say. Anyway, so let's just hope yeah. the, the marches go off peaceful. peacefully. Um, I know that there were some people who were saying, I think it was the ANC Youth League, are going to be outside Latuli House protecting their thing. Um, you know, I'm, I just think that on the whole, hopefully the DA managed to keep their people under control. They do have a, a big police force. But I'm sure you'll be reporting on it a little later. I've been asking um, some of the people who are marching there to let me know how it goes, but they say it's very, very noisy. So we couldn't actually get a link through to them. I was thinking about that anyhow. Okay. But I'm so glad that so many um, matrics did so well. This year, I've been looking in the local papers for art, you know, Caxton Press with the local knock and drops. And so many schools doing so absolutely brilliantly. My my children's old school, uh, Park Town High School for Girls, 100% pass. I think it was like a 93% um, university entrance pass as well, which was great. Um, oh, beautiful. And I was really, really happy as well. Athel Williams, who has the most degrees from the most um, prestigious universities mm-hmm. around the world. He's originally from the Cape Flats. He posted such a wonderful message just about congratulations to all the matrix. But do remember that actually to get far in life, it's your values. It's, you, you know, so don't mm. f- for those who don't do as well, don't knock yourself there. There are other important things too. Yeah, and I mean, and I think your passion. For me, it's it's a ca- always been a case of you needed to get a good matric pass if you wanted to go into a specific thing at university. 
Yeah. On the whole, though, I mean, so many people should think about not going to university because it, even if you've got one degree or two degrees, it doesn't guarantee you a job. So, I mean, here's me with four, <laughs> but I don't use any of them. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that was just, I did that because I felt like doing it, not because it was going to be a, a thing for the future. For opening doors, yeah. yeah. But it was just a case of, uh, you know, having an inquiring mind, I think, is the number one thing. And then also just to find out what it is, as you said, follow your passion and, and don't get too stressed about, you know, going to university and getting a degree. I really, you know, so many people go there and then they just want to get out because, you know what, they don't enjoy what they're doing. And, you know, that's why I allowed my children to have kind of a, a, a gap year so they can decide and, what and they want to do. Can I do a quick shout out to one of my daughters, Cassie, yes. who um, I visited in Madrid this weekend because she's studying at university there. And, um, and it is such a beautiful city. I was blown away. Um, but also there was an American friend of ours there and so funny hanging out with him because he was at university with South African tennis players who were sponsored to go to American universities and then they represented those universities. And, um, and so Jonathan totally speaks with a South African accent as soon as we were around, you know. Yeah. But, it's, but it's so lucky. He's like, Brew, what are you doing here, man? And um, it's yeah, divine. So it wasn't the whole story so about Johan Crick? He knew Johan. Because there's been a whole thing about Johan Crick and his papachai, <laughs> his parrot. <laughs> really? I, I, I must actually go and have a look for that. that was, it was amusing. Yeah, he shared a house with about six tennis players, and he's uh, South African tennis players. Um, yeah, and he said one of the interesting things was that he never realized what a competition there was between English and Afrikaans. And he said that's where he learned the word dwarf. Because they were always struggling at each other on the tennis on the tennis court. We might have to beep that out. <laughs> Any, anyhow, yeah. So <laughs> there we go. The tricks of 2022. Well done um, to the ones that I know specifically. Who like one of them, who's a friend of my kids. This year she got um, five A's and a B. So they're having a remark on the B, which I, I, I love it. But then we wow. must also remember that um, uh, which. Uh, who is it that's taking on the Minister of Education? Was it Cyril Ramaphosa who put something out that he's going to have a long chat with the Minister of Education about the fact that they need to bring the pass rate back up to like at least 40, not at 30. We've got somebody who's just popped into our studio, Jenny. So before we get to the rest of the stuff, let us once again, first of all, say a hearty congratulations to Nick Dreyer from Falskun on the birth of his baby. Oh, <laughs> guys. And... Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, little baby Jasper Dreyer was born late uh, last year and um, and what a blessing and, and a treasure. Now I've got I've got three sons. So I joke with uh, Frey and I say I've got my own four ball. I don't need I don't need any I don't need any mates for golf anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to put the the golf clubs into their hands when they're like able to walk? <laughs> I already swing those little hips out. I'm trying to get them to move forward with their ball so it's, it's uh, we're, we're going to get a, we're going to get a, a little family of golfers going. Well, that's good. Actually, interestingly enough, talking about golf, um, I went to the Parkview um, golf course um, for dinner on Friday and we arrived there and there were a lot of people and everything and sitting and the next thing somebody says, oh, well, Gary Player's on the last two holes at the moment. And we're like, nah, what are you talking about? Gary Player, why is he playing at Parkview Golf Course? And the next thing, everybody's getting more and more excited and, they say, and there was this huge group of people walking with him as he came up to the 18th hole. 
And yes, there was Gary Player, and he stopped and waved, and you know, he birdied his putt, I think, and. Um, whatever they say in golf. I mean, you can tell that I'm not a golfer. Um, and it was really nice. He came inside afterwards and came and had a chat and, you know, talked to us about um, losing yeah. his wife, um, Vivian, and how they yeah. met because they used to live next door to each other and how he, was, he saw her for the very first time and he fell in love and that was that boy. Yeah. Um, and he yeah, was, he was They were young. They were the like, really, I think he was about 16 and she was 15 or something. And he looked at her once and said, that's the girl I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And he did. How and amazing. also... On the golf thing as well, while I was sitting there, I went and I looked, oh, that face looks familiar. Um, young Rupert Kaminsky, who's doing nice things on the golfing circuit for South Africa as well. Um, his mom and dad are both friends of mine. We all work together at Mnet. And yeah. um, I saw Rupes there, and he's, he's, been, like, he's going back into it and getting his act together. So it was really, really nice. So, yes, you need to get Rupert to come and, and play Mal? with your boys, Nick. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and Mal, we, because we shared your photos on Facebook, thank you very much and everything, there were such divine stories from South Africans about Gary Player and what a legend he is. And the one person was saying that, like, last year, they were waiting for a plane for 10 minutes with him. And you know, normally you think you know the famous person, but the famous person lets you know they don't know you. And this person said he was just such a legend because he acted yeah. like yeah. he knew him and you know, spoke to him like a proper human being. And then somebody else was saying that in an old age home, he had donated a, a TV. And so every time Gary Player was ever on TV, the you know all the seniors would be wishing yes. him to to wow. get a hole in one or whatever but we want to. This call is it. an interesting <laughs> thing because he turned around in his speech and he says, "Well, I've been on TV probably more than anybody in South Africa," and I just went, "Except me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it to him though. You know, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to blow his thunder. There we go. Yeah. So Nick, since we last spoke to you, apart from becoming a daddy again for the third mm. time, what has Feltskin been up to? What, how was the, the holiday season? I mean, you must okay, have been so, very busy. Yeah, retail, you know, it was the retail season. So our end of year is always a little bit crazy. And, um, but, but in a good way, uh, we, we, we sold a bunch of shoes, which we're, we're pleased about, which means we can carry on doing what we're doing. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good end of year. I'm, I'm pleased that we managed to get all our orders out. You know, you, the, mm. the last thing you want to do is disappoint people over the Christmas period or the holiday period. You know, the, the gifting is such an important thing. But it's um, yeah, it's a it's it's a busy period of the, of the year, but exciting. But um, yeah, we I, I mean I've got a little I've I've got a little story to tell you just in an update on Feltskin because remember at the last time I was on I, I hinted at the fact that there was something quite special coming, um, and um, it is now it has now come to fruition and it, it's the the you know the um, the the. Uh, yeah, tell so us, I don't know us. how much I gave away last time. Did I, did I tell you about this, about the town called Vipital? Did I give you anything on the Vipital? Yes, story? you did no. mention Vipital, but I don't think you did it online. Yes, yeah. So exactly, I, I think that's exactly right. We didn't. I didn't. I told you off air. Um, okay, so I'll give you a quick history lesson um, for all the listeners, and this is important stuff. Um, if you drive out of Cape Town towards Clan William and you drive a little bit further, about four and a half hours away, there you, you hit the area called the Cedarburg, the, the Cedarburg mountain ranges. And if you go down the Cedarburg, a lot, if, you're, if you're a fan of the flowers, you would have been down the Bido Valley, which is the greatest uh, um, phenomena of the flowers that you can go visit. Um, and if you then go down that hill, you end up at a little town called Vupital. 
and Wuppertal is one of the oldest communities in South Africa. Um, and sadly, it burnt six years ago, seven years ago. Mm. There was a tragic yes. fire there. And it's of interest to the country because it's, it's a very, very important place for a very specific reason. Um, the town burnt down and it has been rebuilt. And one of the things that had to close because of the fire was the Wuppertal Shoe Museum. And the Wuppertal Shoe Museum is, in fact, the oldest shoe museum. Sorry, not the Wuppertal Shoe Museum, the Wuppertal Shoe Factory. The Wuppertal Shoe Factory is the oldest shoe factory in Southern Africa. It dates back to 1836. And it is the first place where Falskun were ever made. In fact, it was the first. It was the first shoes were ever made in Africa, in South Africa, where were Falskin, and they were made at the Wuppertal Shoe Factory. And the amazing thing is, is that that, that factory still stands, and some of the machinery was there. And I'd I, I'd known that about this fire, and we went and I asked if we could help. And the idea was that we could make a shoe that would raise money to help this community and help get the factory open. Anyway, the parties that be that got in, we got involved with are, are, are very passionate about re, rekindling everything about Vipatol and challenged us to reopen the factory. And we have been spending the last six months figuring out how to reopen the factory as if it existed in 1830s. And oh, cool! Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, so you've got to think as if you're making shoes then as much as you can um, and we uh, we've been going through this process and I'm, I'm incredibly excited to say that f firstly the shoe that now raises money for Vipital is in existence and it is called The Origin and it's the ultimate expression of a felt skin and it is available exclusively at Cape Union Mart and if you buy a pair of shoes there called The Origin then proceeds go towards the, the, the sustainability of that factory and it's completely and totally run and owned by the community. So Falskin's got nothing to do with the factory. All we've done is help them open it and we pro we give our proceeds from our shoes. And then excitingly, in the next, Amazing, probably in about three right? months time, the first shoes from the Vipertal factory will be coming off their own production line. And oh, fantastic. They will, and they will be available, obviously, at the factory, but also on Falskin.com. Um, and you'll be able to buy the limited edition shoes made at the Vipertal factory in the way that they made shoes as close as possible to those shoes in the 1830s. And, um, so, so those would also be felt yeah. I mean, if, if the guys are looking at the video, that's the, that is the factory, that is the factory itself there on the thing, but we'll share. I want to live there. It's so gorgeous, guys. <laughs> um, but it's such a beautiful historic place. And I'll tell you, just to end off, we were interviewing all the townspeople about working in the factory. And um, the, there's obviously people that have worked in the factory. And there's, the, 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 there's a, a young guy who came in and he's one of four gentlemen who had worked in the factory. And uh, he said to me, he's the junior, he's still an, a, an apprentice and that he's learning from the other three. And I was like, that's, that's amazing, sir. How old are you? And he said he's 74 years old. And so... <laughs> So we're going to have to get some oh, youngsters wow. in there to try and transfer this incredible skill set and knowledge base that they have. But the, the, the reason I'm sharing it with you is that if you're a South African or if you're interested in South African and you're living abroad and you're listening to this podcast, this um, project is so interesting because it, it's so meaningful. This is one of the earliest communities in South Africa. 
It is untouched by all the commercial trappings of the world. It is literally just dependent on this factory. And if you if you buy a pair of shoes and you want to support South Africa, I can tell you this is such a wonderful thing to do, because these people take direct benefit from it, and uh, and it's 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 such a it's such a wonderful feel good story that we can we can help to reopen something of such iconic stature. And um, brilliant. Yeah. And, and so over the beautiful. summer, if anyone's going you, down to Vipital, please go and say hi to the factory. They'll be they'll be welcoming you with open arms. And and I know that the people there are also mm. so welcoming. I've told Melanie this before. A few years ago, just after the fire and everything, we did another story mm. on the flowers, and and the story went mm. so viral that too many people mm. drove there, and people were having to sleep, mm. you know, in farms mm. and tents and yeah. under the stars and everything. And the people of yeah. that town. The mm. Patal, I can't pronounce. Um, they actually opened their homes and then were selling um, canned mm. cool drinks because they didn't yeah. have the shops, whatever. So they were selling yeah. from their homes and giving away, making yeah. tea for it's people. Yeah, it's amazing. Just yeah, yeah and so it's beautiful. and you know what, what we're hoping is that the factory will be the catalyst for more um, trade from the community itself. So you know they're incredibly skilled honey makers. They're incredibly skilled at rooibos tea production, and you know I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to I'm looking forward to the, the day band. when we can go down to Vipital and sit on a on the on the on the terrace and have a cup of tea with a little bit of Vipital honey in it, and um, I just think, you know, these are the sort of places that need to be preserved because they don't make mainstream news, but they're so special, and they mm. and uh, and they actually are part of the, the very important part of the thread of the South African story. So um, yeah, go and visit Vipital. And it's so full circle for you guys. Well, you know, as the custodians of the Feldskin brand, which is what we, we always try and be, is to try and look after the brand. I think it's an obvious fit for us to get involved with the first place where Feldskin was made. And um, so for us, it's a complete no-brainer. We, we have to do our bit. You and I need to talk because I'm busy with some other people trying to put together this tour, which goes mm. kind of like from um, Kimberley through to Uppington to Hrabi's, up into the Quiver Trees in the Richtersfeld and then come down. So this is like the end of August, beginning of September, and we'll be coming all the way down through the flowers as well. So I think I'm going to have to include that somehow into this tour as well. It's going to be one of those luxury bus tours that takes like 12 days or something. Absolutely. So I think that would be a nice one to go and visit, and people can buy their fillies if they're coming in from overseas. Yeah, it will be, you know, exactly. We'll put it together, and, and it's, it's well, well worth a visit, guys. Oh, man, that's another thing I saw that you guys, have, well, I don't know if, uh, how much you had to do. I'm sure you have, because you've got pluckies as well. And I see that they're now Camps Bay pluckies, specific Camps Bay ones, because my friend yeah. Steve Maresh, who had the local grill up here, he's opened a couple of restaurants down in the Cape, and he's got a, a restaurant in Camps Bay. And he yeah. had a whole post on it that these, like, check this out, you can buy these pluckies now, a special thing so, that they've done. Yeah. I know. And Steve, what a guy. Shout out to Steve Maresh. He's, he's one of the great restaurateurs of Southern. Africa yeah and he's come down to Cape Town after having such a local loyal following at his, at his grill in Joburg but he's come down to Camps Bay and he's just dominating so what he's done is he's um, he wants to do good for the community and mm. so with plucky what better thing than a Camps Bay plucky 
And so he partnered with us and we sell these Camps Bay pluckies, but the proceeds go to developing Camps Bay's community and uh, and making sure that it does a little bit of good to the, you know, to all the hospitality in, entities out there. And um, interestingly enough, the, the whole project was also um, is supported by the city of Cape Town and uh, Jordan, the mayor, he also wears them now. Um, and uh, we're trying to roll it out to other suburbs of Cape Town where, where we can do a little bit of good. So there's nothing cooler than a pair of Camps Bay plackies and you can now buy them at Camps Bay. I think they're for sale on the beach and also um, at Starbucks. So um, they're so fun. I'm glad you saw them. Yeah, Plucky's, um, Plucky's is, is, is going from strength to strength. Fantastic. And this is why we wanted to have you on our 100th episode, because you guys do so much good for South Africa in, in your small little ways. And you really, I mean, it's an iconic brand. And we well, always love talking to you because you, you do such fantastic South Africanness stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, guys, I, you know, yeah. I, I didn't say it at the beginning um, because and I'm pleased you've brought it up. You know, the, the fact that you've committed to this and speaking so positively about South Africa, what a milestone to get to 100. And congratulations to the two of you. It's with, with, without doubt hard work, and, but it can only happen with, with passionate and um, intelligent, smart people like the two of you. And um, I know there's a big team behind it, so congratulations to all of them. But your, your enthusiasm for South Africa is infectious. infectious. And uh, if, if, if you don't hear it from others, then at least hear it from me. It's, it's very important work that you do because no matter where you are listening in the world we need more people like uh, Melanie and Jenny to to make South Africa a better place so thank you so much for yeah. all of your efforts <laughs> thanks man. yeah and, thank and there's a lot of blondness thrown in as well which helps a lot so you're going to stay with us to find out what good news we've got for this week can't wait all right so Jen let's go on what have you got in the way of news for expats I mean what is a a place freif <laughs> Frave um, your face. I mean, that just sounds really wow. bad. Okay. Yeah, yo. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a small company in South Africa, and um, the guy who owns it is Gerard Fanikak, and he's just been invited to Australia in May. They've got Australia's biggest barbecue competition. Um, and he'll be representing South Africa, flying the flag for SA. So he's very, very honoured. And there'll be people from all over, a kind of, you know, they're barbecuing, but obviously he'll yes. be crying. But um, so yeah, so if you if you're in Sydney, go and support him. I think it's called Meat Stock Sydney. The, the <laughs> I think they should just call and, it Flesh Fry. <laughs> yeah, and I also wanted to say for for Nick is. Um, we, we had something this week where somebody asked, what were the sounds when you were growing up um, that you now miss? And so for, you know, for some South Africans, it's you know, the sounds of childhood that have disappeared. But for a lot of um, South Africans abroad, I think the number one thing was hardy dars. It's insane. We complain when we hear them, and then we complain when we don't hear them. But um, the person who posed the question, and we honestly had so many responses, the person who posed the question, the thing that they missed was when they were a lighty, and your mom would throw a slip top <laughs> at you. And then some people made some jokes about yeah. plikeys now. And I think plikeys are just a little too large to thrown around. So, <laughs> that's such a great question. Yeah, I think really the, the, the one thing that sounded I miss from my youth was when we used to take a, cut up a Coke bottle. 
and put it in the back of our bicycle so that it would hit the spokes when you rode and it yes. sounded like a really rubbish little motorbike and it was like yes. you just hear kids in our neighborhood <laughs> riding around going yeah. down the road i thought it was such a cool sound <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. And then, yeah, some people were missing church bells. And I mean, I live in Antibes, I, I hear a lot of church bells. So if you miss them, come here. But yeah, yeah. isn't that weird? What a cool that was one thing I did notice during lockdown, that there were no church bells ringing. There was all the silence and on a Sunday, there was no church bells. And I kind of mm. like, you don't even realize that it's there. And then you hear it and you think, oh, that kind of, that does remind me so much of being younger. And I, I find, I think it's kind of quite a, a warm sensation that you find that these things, like the Hardy Dars, I don't remember Hardy Dars when I was younger. I remember hearing like um, black collared barbets and things like that, but I never remembered Hardy Dars. It was something that only happened when I got older, that, we, that they kind of flocked to the city as we became more of a forest. Because we used to have them down in... in yeah, they they in invaded the Joburg. It's your we fault. All you people that invade Joburg, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you and your Mal. crickets as well. Crickets and cicadas. Yeah. That noise. Crickets that you can never find. I loved it. Somebody yeah. said there. Uh, they missed the sound of crickets and you could never find them. And I had just been thinking a week ago, how wasn't it weird you heard them and you would run around yep. the garden but you yep. never found them. But they, they, were but they were there. They were there. <laughs> but talking about cricket, um, um, news, yeah. I mean, yeah. there, there's all kinds of things that are happening with cricket here in South Africa. But sporting-wise, and talking about Australia, of course, Daryl Impey's headed down that way, isn't he? He's he's just finishing yeah. off in Adelaide, and it's his last tour down under. So he was just saying thank you yesterday, I think, to everyone in Australia, which is a lot of South African expats who've supported him over the years and come out, you know, to be beside the right, uh, road. He wasn't that strong this time round to really compete, but he was able to support the others. And and on cricket, Hashim Amla has, you know, he retired a few years ago um, from first class test cricket. Test yeah. cricket, and now, yeah, and now he's retired altogether from cricket. But he said the most humble stuff. You know, he's obviously got um, a dad who's like you, Nick, to your kids, because he was just saying. Um, you know, he could not have been the cricketer he was without his father. His father's support Amazing. throughout his life, um, and and then everybody else's yeah. support as well. It was it was just really and and he also said, which Nick also touched on, is just you know being able to have the privilege of doing something that you love and are passionate about. Mm. He's just you know so grateful. He's. He's such a champion. Career. And then just also a quick shout out to the, the South African T20 series, the X20. What a world-class production that is. I think it's such a cool thing. And it's all, the stadiums have been full. It's been really fun to watch. The production value has been high. I've really, really enjoyed it. And, um, you know. Yeah, I think everyone's surprised. It's been, it's so, been so good. good. Yeah. I know Graham Smith's involved there and uh, he's done a great job. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's fabulous. Good, good for them. And, and also, um, you know, now we've got, uh, in rugby, we've now got the club sides in South Africa yeah. are part of the European circuit, which a lot of people are still struggling with. You know, how do you make South Africa be 
part of Europe, but it's really working because they say, you know, the BBC did a report on it just saying that the South Africans have taken it seriously and they, they've brought their A-game to Europe. They are yeah. in it to win it. They did not win this weekend, but what they did when they were playing the Harlequins in the UK, what they did win was the hearts yeah. of everyone. So at the end, uh, over an hour after the match had ended, um, Sia Kulisi was still signing autographs um, down in the stand. And um, I think after an hour, somebody asked him for his <laughs> socks. And he actually took his socks off in the freezing cold. You know, it's been yeah. snowing this week in England. He actually took his socks off and gave it to this fan. Um, and the BBC gave a real big shout out to him and to even Elizabeth, who, um, who stood there for, I think, an hour and 20 minutes in the end in oh, the freezing cold and made sure that every single fan that's got, the way to got do what it. they want. That's South Africans for you. A good, yeah. good, a good spirit of giving. Yeah. Yeah, flying the flag high. And then also flying the flag high was, of course, Nlovo Youth Choir, who were invited as one of 60 groups from around the world to, um, to be in America's Got Talent All-Stars. And unfortunately, they were eliminated because there's 10 who compete each week and only one can go through. And they came wow. second. But even Simon Cowell said, you know, they, they arrived there. They represented not only South Africa, but the whole of Africa. They performed a song that they have recorded themselves, uh, that they have created themselves. And um, they truly, truly did fly the flag high. So yeah. congratulations well, to listen, them. Well, listen, guys, thank you. It's been so lovely to be on. I have to jump off. But, um, you know, just again, 100 shows. How amazing. And uh, well done. And I look forward to Thanks, the next hundred. Nick. And if you'll have me on every now and then, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in. Thanks for joining us, Nick. We'll catch up with you again really soon. Guys, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Hi. Right, so there we have it. Um, that was Nick Dreher from Feltskun. And so lovely to have him joining us for this particularly special edition of sapeople.com. So what else have we got um, in the way of local good news? Um, uh, like there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's been happening. That I, I, mean, I just find that people are looking for the happy stuff rather than going and, and dwelling on the bad. Absolutely. Um, well, it is from a South African expat, but it's about South Africa. Is You know the Michelin star, South Africa's fourth Michelin star chef, Tinas van der Westhuizen. I spoke to him this week, and um, he was in South Africa recently for a holiday and also to do some interviews and everything, which haven't been published yet. But he was willing to tell me um, that... He was blown away. The, the food in South Africa, he says what the chefs are doing is wonderful because they're moving more and more to proper, fresher produce. And, um, and he said the farmers as well are becoming so much more experimental with things like truffles. And um, so, so he definitely thinks SA Cuisine is, is on the move and something to watch. It's on point. We. Okay. Um, I, I'm trying to read you. You've got Mrs. Ball's chutney, turd. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> what does that mean? So, so we had this wonderful post this week about Mrs. Ball's chutney, which also is, you know, it's the number one thing that South African expats around the mm. world are able to buy um, mm. in most countries. 
And that immediately connects you to home, apart from the fact that you just want something that makes your food really tasty. And so there was this wonderful post we shared, and it was written in Afrikaans, but when it got translated into English by Facebook, it said, Mrs. Ball's turd. <laughs> no. Yes. I don't know why they turned chutney into turd. So, um, but Black young. <laughs> yeah. And then... And then um, it also attracted some amazing comments, including from um, a lady, Heather Spaulding Kemp, who uh, Mrs. Ball was her auntie. And um, so she's actually got the recipe and, um, and she can't share it because she's promised her daughter she will never give it to anybody. Um, and then when she passes on, she'll give it to her daughter, obviously. But she said that she is going to try it. Um, and see how similar it is to what chutney tastes like today, Mrs. Ball's chutney tastes like today. And she also said, I don't know if you knew this, but Mrs. Ball's, it's HS. Yes. Okay. I read the story. It's oh, a lovely you? story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the parents. Pa no, it's a patriarchal patriarchal thing. It's that in those days, even though she was so successful, women had to take on their husbands' initials. Yep. Insane. I'm so glad we've moved on. <laughs> well, the whole thing is, I mean, it's also had me thinking that um, while I was at the golf club, a friend of mine was saying that his friend is making anchovy paste, which I'm really happy about because oh, we can't great. get pecs anymore. So he's getting me some. I'm going to try it. He apparently walks around with this little cooler box at the, at the club saying, all right, I've got some anchovy paste. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that people these days would be like going, oh, I need to get some of this. I need to score some of that. And it's like, and it's not drugs these days. It's like all these foods that we want. <laughs> that we long for. But, um, and that reminds me, of Abalone or Perlemon. Perlemon, yeah. Perlemon. There's a lovely story um, coming out of the West Coast where there is actually a farm. It's, um, I think it employs 50 people. It, um, it supports the community and they legally grow Abalone. Mm. Um, because it is like a critically endangered species. Yeah, because with all of, the poaching. With all the poaching, and it all gets sent to China. So now yeah. this farm is producing, I can't remember how many tons. Um, 60? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mal. Um, 60 is a good number. <laughs> 60 tons, and it's being exported to China. So, so, you know, here's a way to slowly make it legal let the community still benefit mm, and mm. then try and get the wild population in check yeah so, that's brilliant yeah i like that idea a lot yeah fantastic um, yeah so then, um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to like we're gonna be boring everybody to death at the moment if we keep on too long yes, yes. <laughs> um so I see that you've got here under under entertain uh, i'll get my teeth back in hang on mm, mm, mm. right under entertainment um, I see that season 15 of Boer Zucker Fro is coming up. Um, and, and I think we've uh, mentioned before that you I think we it. need to start <laughs> season one of Blonde Zucker Boer. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I told you I told them and they were like, Melanie, she jumps out of helicopters. You could jump on farmers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they'd be very happy about that. <laughs> they would, they would. Oh, goodness me. Yeah, okay, and so. then I had to mention, Harry, that uh, it's for people like you. Harry, the interview, for people who didn't want to watch the Netflix series, who don't want to read the book, 
You can watch just Harry the Interview. It's streaming on Showmax and it's with Tom Bradby. Okay. okay. No, too spare to care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, um, let's not get onto the whole Harry thing. Anyway, so let's just quickly um, tell, tell me, Jenny, what have you got coming up on sapeople.com next week? I've got something that will really, really, really help everyone around the world who has foreigners say to them, where should we go when we visit Cape Town? Um, and you... I saw that. Yeah, you, you added to the list. Thank you very much. So many people, so many very kind South Africans have given their tips because we had an Australian lady and her daughter who are going to Cape Town in two weeks' time, and everyone has given them tips on where to go. Fabulous, fabulous tips. So we are going to compile that into a nice, neat story that everyone can share with foreigners to um, get them to visit. I think that SA people should send me down there to go and be the tour guide and do a little video for you where we, I go to all these different places. So go to Hoa Nort no. for a cream tea. Yeah. Go through to Babylon's Tour and to take a walk through the gardens. Go on the Champagne Yacht Cruise out to um, First Beach, Clifton. And pop down to Cape Point and pop into Hoa Constantia. And, of course, then go to Kirstenbosch. And because I haven't done the big walk that they put that thing up the, after yeah. the last time I was down in Cape Town. It's been too long. Yeah. So let's do that. I will go to Cape Town. I will go to these places Who's and I'll paying? give everybody a tour. Come on, somebody. You. Sponsor. Somebody pay. No, no, no. They must sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody can sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you've got another story as well um, about skateboarding. Oh, just I wanted to balance out. We're going to have a fabulous uh, video from Johannesburg. It's uh, done by Red Bull, launched today. And it's... Um, it's, it's covering all the skateboarders in Johannesburg, but wonderful footage and, and just lovely about understanding the heart of Johannesburg and that it, it is gritty. It's one of the most dangerous places to um, uh, skateboard because it, they say it's like falling on a cheese grater, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty rough and tough and people love it. They come from all over Africa and the rest of the world just to skateboard in Joburg. Yeah, well, my friend, is um, he was one of South Africa's top skateboarders back like 20, 30 years ago, and he decided to go with his bliss. He was a, he's actually a World Press winning photographer, Shane Robinson. Um, yeah. He worked for a number of various places. Yeah, I mean, his pictures were absolutely beautiful. Yes, but his passion has always been skateboarding. So he's opened the skate school at Cresta Shopping Center. So it's a whole place where you can take your kids oh, and they learn how to do it like from the pros, oh, which is great. Beautiful. I love that. Yes, oh. so I'm very excited. Skateboarding, it's a good thing to be doing for kids. Yeah. And it's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Jen, well, that's <laughs> it. The end of our 100th one. <laughs> and, of course, we will be back again with more great news. And um, let's just double check and see. I haven't tried, I've been checking Twitter as we go to see if there's been any updates um, about the march. But I'm sure Jenny will continue to keep everybody updated on the Facebook and websites of uh, SA People. Absolutely. So... Um, what's happening with the marches and how many people have been there. I would love to know. Um, well, there we go. So I, I haven't got anything new. Oh, there's, yeah, there's also the EFF student commander about to embark on a 16-hour march from the party's headquarters in Joburg to the union buildings in Pretoria, uh, which is a, a march um, over student historical debt. Um, so there's a lot of marches Joburg happening. all the way to Pretoria. That's a big march. Yeah, and 13 minutes ago, as we're speaking at the moment, the number of ANC Youth League supporters have arrived outside Lutuli House. Um, it's on the increase, but the DA has not yet arrived. So we'll keep on checking on that story and hopefully it all goes peacefully. Jenny, 
Have a very blessed and peaceful day over there in France. Keep warm. I'm going to try and stay cool. <laughs> okay. Thanks, <laughs> And Melanie. we'll catch you next week. Take good care. And, of course, don't forget, if you've got any great news stories that you'd like to share, please get along to sapeople.com and let Jenny know. We'll see you again, or we'll hear, you'll hear from us again next week. Take care. Bye, Jen. Bye. You've been listening to another Solid Gold podcast. Mm-hmm.